Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? We are exactly 24 hours away from week two for the 49ers against the Seahawks, hoping that they rebound, get in that win column. I love seeing all the hashtag countdown crews. If this is your first time, the hashtag CC gets you entered into a free giveaway. We've got a pretty big giveaway coming this month, by the way. So get those hashtag CCs in. Turn on those notifications if you have it. Now, today, we're so close to the game. The whole idea is, and I want to get say, like, man, absolute just shout out. Uh, I, I think this is important to me anyway, is that, you know, we keep building this pretty good team together. Um, and, and I think that, you know, we just continue to get closer and closer to, I don't know, a, a pretty solid foundation. And today is going to be brought to you by Casey Lima. He put together a show for us last week, some awesome show notes. He brought it again today. And the whole idea is the top five things to look for in this 49ers first Seahawks matchup. And he nailed it last week as well. Um, so as we go through this, we're going to jump into some other stuff that's going on with 49ers news as well. Uh, got to start off. This isn't one of the top five. Mitch Wisnowski, uh, gets an extension, which, um, I, I remember seeing it. It just like, what? Like, I, I don't understand at all, but that's okay. i very happy he got paid. Should he have been drafted in the fourth round? God, no. Uh, has he lived up to that? Not even close. Has he been an above-average punter for the 49ers? He has not been. However, he's had an amazing preseason. He had an amazing week one. 49ers thought, you know, this is going to continue. Um, and, man, I hope it does. And I, I, I've been very loud and outspoken just about how great Mitch has been this preseason and week one. He was incredible. They're paying him to stay incredible. And they're paid up top money. Uh, well, I say this. He's, you know, right around that kind of seven, eight punter range. Uh, if you look at APY and all those things, it's crazy to me. D did he deserve this contract? Did he earn this contract? God, no, not even close. In fact, they took away his kicking duties. He is just a punter. So to like most of the people getting paid as punters are also kickers. He can't do that. He just doesn't have the leg off the tee. It's not, so, you know, Robbie Gold, 40-year-old Robbie Gold took his job there. But, okay, again, did he earn this? No. Has he been great in the preseason in week one? Yes. The 49ers are paying him as if that's going to continue. And, man, I hope it does. Um, I cannot believe that they extended him. But I love to see him get paid. He's an awesome guy in the locker room. Uh, I really like him. I like his demeanor. I like what he brings. It's just consistency. 
that that's been my biggest concern with Mitch is man, he's had, I don't know, maybe six or seven 20 yard punts in his career through three years. Um, and uh, several 30 yard punts. It's just a lot of misses. If he can get to the point where he's consistent and he does what he did in week one, then yeah, it's well worth it. I just don't understand why you would extend him after week one. What was the pressing need? Ah, maybe they think um, he's going to continue where he was at, after week one, and then you would have to pay him a little bit more. That I, <laughs> I, I, it's I don't I don't know. I just really don't know. Um, now I am huge on special teams. That's why we break down every single special teams play from the entire season. We broke down all the special teams plays from the preseason for crying out loud. So I think special teams are huge. Is he worth three million a year? Yikes. I do not believe so. Not even close, but I'm hope I'm wrong because I like Mitch. I do. I just, I don't believe in investing draft capital a fourth um, and $3 million a year on a punter who can only punt and hasn't been consistent. If that makes sense. Now, positive news, George Kittle practiced yesterday. I kept on holding on to this hope and I thought I was like a crazy person because I just had the feeling he was going to play this week. This whole week, I was like, dude, George Kittle's going to play this week. I feel it. And then he did practice Wednesday. And I was like, ooh. And they did practice Thursday. And people started sliding my DMs. You don't know what you're talking about and all that stuff, which I love those. And please call me out when I'm wrong. I, I am not one of those people, at least I hope, that wants to, like, hold on to my old bad takes. No, no, no. I, I throw those bad boys away. Let's move forward. Um, and so I really did think George Kittle was going to play this week, but when no practice Wednesday, no practice Thursday, I was like, yikes, man, what, what am I smoking? What am I missing? And then sure enough, came out and practice without a blue contact Jersey yesterday. Um, still questionable, but I'm telling you this right now, if you saw the videos of him hopping around, going through everything, George Kittle's going to play. You look at what he did last year versus Seattle. Yeah, he's going to play. So I, I'm not too concerned about that. Um, he's playing. That's all there is. Uh, George Kittle's playing. What's up, Scott, man? Thank you for the gift. Um, he says, great job, John. Kittle will play. Watch. Yeah, he's playing. Um, I, I'm keeping him in my fantasy league. He's starting. Um, dropped my other tight end. Kittle is going to be active. Now, you do have to watch it because it, it's not 100%. But if he goes out there and tweaks something or something doesn't feel right, then he will not play. But I'm telling you right now, if everything just continues at the trajectory it's on, he's out there. That's all there is to it. So that's great news. Mitch could be great news. Now, I will say this. The best punter in the NFL is not even close as Michael Dixon, who we get to see this week for Seattle. He is the best, and he is a person that can handle all three kicking duties. So is Mitch that? No. Uh, but if, if Mitch could be a top five punter, then this contract, I don't want to say it's worth it. I still don't think it's worth it. Um, but – Love to see people get paid. That's always a positive. Um, love to see us keep our own. That's great. His story is awesome. You know, coming out of Aussie rules football and Utah and all that kind of different stuff. It's a great story. If, if you haven't heard it, you just type in Mitch Wisnowski countdown. Um, we did a full episode this summer on every single player on the 90 man roster. Uh, so if you want to dive into his background and get to know him a little more, that's going to be there. Um, that's going to be there. Oh, Matt, I like this. He says, if Kittle plays, I'm calling 60 yards and a touchdown. That would be nice. That would be very, very nice. <laughs> I love this. I was wondering when these would come in. Josh saying, Trey making it rain. 
before the game. Uh, that is correct. Uh, that is correct. I'm going to stay away from that one. So let's go ahead with compliments to Mrs. Chapman. Here we go. Look at this. We are upgrading our game. We even got countdown stickers. Number five. Number five. All right. Fred Warner comes in at number five. Now, he played well last week. There's no doubt about it. And the 49ers linebacking crew, it's as good. You can go all the way back to, you know, Willis and Bowman, who, gosh, I freaking love those two men. I'm so excited for what they did. I'm so excited again because now, uh, again, if you don't remember, we've got, you know, Bowman. He's coming out just one week away. We're going to have Bowman partying with us in Denver at the 49ers Rush Road Trip. If you haven't got tickets, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Come out, party in Denver, have a great time Saturday night. Meet the legend himself. We also have tailgate packages set up for Sunday before the game. But now, is, is Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, Aziz as good as those two? No, they are not. I do believe that Fred Warner at times has been on par with Parts of their career, Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman, but the consistency hasn't been there yet. Now he's still got a lot of time left. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but he's he's bumping that ceiling. I'm just being honest. Can he get to the point where it's just way more consistent? That's what is needed. And he'll continue to have to, you know, set up the opposing run game and just shut it down. That's his number one goal. But what makes Fred Warner different isn't what he does in the run game, which is great. It's excellent. The thing that makes Fred Warner different, he's the best coverage linebacker the NFL has to offer. That's it, period, period. Now, if you look at what Seattle did in week one, which we set up the entire training camp, I'm sorry, scouting report with all 22 over on our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. 49ers Cutback went through it all. Uh, you can go watch the coaches' tape on it if you want to see what they do. Their tight ends, Cody Parkinson, uh, Colby Parkinson, and Will Disley both scored a touchdown, and neither one of them are even their best tight end. Noah Fant is, uh, who was part of the trade with Russell Wilson. They have some good tight ends. That's where Fred Warner comes in. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah, stopping the run game. Yeah, I get it. You know, stopping Penny, stopping the rookie who's going to play in his first game, Kenneth Walker. Um, that's big. No, no, no. Where Fred Warner's going to set himself up differently, it's all going to be guarding those tight ends. And it doesn't matter which tight end is out there. Again, they do have a, a lot of tight ends out there, which is awesome. But, man, that's going to be Fred's job. His entire job is going to be to shut down those tight ends in the passing game because they like to run those seam routes right up to those quick hitters with Geno Smith back there throwing. So if he can shut those down, that's going to be huge. Now, anything that you get from Greenlaw or Aziz, that's bonus. But what you can't have with those guys, you can't have penalties. Now, NFL just came out. Neither one of those players got uh, penalized for any of the penalties that they had last year. And they find like a bunch of people the NFL did. Why? They were all bad calls. All of them were bad calls. Now, was every penalty bad? No. Uh, both the Drake Greenlaw penalties were bad. The face mask, yeah, it was quick, and he let it go immediately. Uh, the out-of-bounds hit was total just asinine. He literally dove over and didn't have contact with him with his shoulder pads, his helmet, anything. Didn't even touch him. Um, and he was still in bounds. Just terrible call there. The Aziz late slide, terrible call there. It was just bad calls, bad calls, bad calls. So, uh, again, a little vindication for those players. And, again, uh, Refs are always going to shove their faces and be a part of the game, and we saw that. Hopefully that doesn't happen 
this week. Number four. At number four, Trey, Trey Lance is at number four. He's got a lot of passing options. There's no doubt, especially with Kittle playing, which I fully expect. Debo's incredible. Ayuk's incredible. Ray Ray McLeod was great last week. No, 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 no. That's not what's important to me. What's important to me is Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings is going to be a mainstay this week. And man, I just, I think he's going to crush it. Speaking of crush it, shout out to CG Ruthless. What's up, my friend? Uh, man, he, I love that clip you pulled of Richard Sherman, which was awesome. Um, that was really, really cool, CG. Uh, you, you nailed that one. And so, like, if we look at Juwan Jennings last week, four catches, 62 yards in the monsoon, he made some big plays. But on top of that, Great job run blocking, except for one play. We lost a touchdown because of a huge missed block um, from him in the goal line. But, again, that was one bad play, and I know he wants it back. You can see his body language in that play. But he was great. Otherwise, just consistent across the board. Um, and, you know, he just continues to be a reliable third down target, um, especially when Kittle's been out. But with Kittle back, that's going to help even more. And it has been a trusted deep threat. The best pass of the game was on that, uh, you know, just a wheel route outside the numbers. Trey Lance hit him perfectly. It was just perfect. Uh, absolute incredible pass. It was like 45 yards in the air. Just boom. Uh, I really like that connection. And again, Ayuk, Samuel, and Kittle, they're going to get theirs. No doubt about it. But no defense is stepping into this game saying, hey, we got to watch out for 1-5 out there, 15. That's who we got to be paying attention to. And so I think because of that, you're going to be able to get some really good matchups and ch move the chains. That's what's huge. And so if you could just constantly get them on those just quick curls, quick outs, quick digs, just right at the first down marker and get those first downs to keep those trains moving, if you do that once or twice, that's cool. You get a first down. You get a first down. But then we know how tough Juwan is. And one of those plays, I think it's happening this week. I really, really do. One of those plays, he's going to bust a tackle. I legitimately believe we're going to get a big play out of Juwan Jennings. I'm talking 30-plus yards. Probably not going to be before the catch. It's going to be after the catch. You know, just a quick 10-yard out route, catch it, bust one tackle, and then just turn it into a huge game. I'm expecting Jennings to show up and to show up big this week. I'm pretty excited for what he brings just because, yeah, he's a good wide receiver. Yeah, he runs good routes. You know, Charveris Ward earlier this uh, year was talking about how he's the hardest to guard because he just creates separation. They don't know how he does it. It's not with speed, but just with this nuanced route running and stemming, it's great. Um, and his run blocking, just so consistent, so consistent. Wide receiver plus. I'm going to use that term all the time. It's a wide receiver that can do everything, but they're like a tight end. That's who he is. Now, before we jump to number three, real quick word from our sponsor. While the Chargers and Chiefs prepare to battle for the AFC West on Thursday night, prepare for your winning season at MyBookie. Some like to bet to earn, some want to bet to make it more exciting. Either way, MyBookie gives you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus. It's quick. If you put in $250 deposit, you get $500 in your account instantly, and you can use your funds to bet on as many games, contests, props as you want. All you have to do to claim your bonus, head to 
mybookie.ag and use promo code 49ERS. That's 49ers. Designed to add more excitement to the games and the sports you love. It's only week two of the NFL season, which means there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. So don't miss out. Head to mybookie.ag and use promo code 49ERS. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know, I, Eddie, I love this comment. He says, it's easy to move the chains on C the Seahawks. You're right, it is. They gave up, you know, uh, third most yards in the NFL in week one. We need touchdowns in the red zone, which the 49ers struggled with, right? Three three possessions, three straight possessions to start the game against the Bears inside the 30. You got one scoring drive out of that. As opposed to what the Seahawks did to uh, Denver. The Broncos got in the red zone inside the 24 times, zero touchdowns. Eddie, I think you listened to our scouting report episode. You're a smart man, my friend. Um, and that's huge. Capitalizing once you get in there. Uh, you know, from 20 to 20 in the middle of the field, yeah, 49ers, I fully expect them to move. That's kind of the design of the Seattle Seahawks. Everything, right? Bend but don't break. That's what they try to do. You got to cash in. You got to cash in. You got to make it happen. And on the flip side of that, you can't let – Seattle have those long extended drives, which brings us to number three. Drake Jackson, the rookie, did not have a great game. Has a couple good plays last week. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, you look at his snap count, it's not the highest thing in the world. And I don't expect it to be the highest thing in the world. But what I do know is this. This game's going to be one in the trenches as most are where the 49ers have a great advantage. They had a great advantage last week, and they dominated early, and they really dominated in the first part of the second half in the third quarter, but after the penalties and those long extended drives, and it just kept being methodical, methodical, methodical with, you know, stop them on third down, oh, we bailed them out with a penalty. Stop them on third down, oh, we bailed them out with a penalty. Defensive line got tired, and the – Everything that was about the advantage that the 49ers roster has it dissipated. It started to disappear. 
Drake Jackson's that remedy. Start giving this kid some more work. Remember, the Seahawks have not one, but two rookie offensive tackles starting. Two. Um, there's some work to be had there. Now, Bosa is going to be Bosa. He got a sack last uh, week. He had a tactical for loss, which he led the NFL in last year. He was great. Down the stretch, not a Bosa-like game. Hopefully, he's in a little bit better shape to kind of bring it all. Uh, the rain won't be near as big an issue. Even if it does rain, it's, it's going to be a light rain, not a big deal whatsoever. But with Eric Armstead out there, he had the worst game I've seen in years from Eric Armstead. And now he got there. He got pressures. He just couldn't make the play. He couldn't finish. And you look at the busted coverage play, right? You had the quarterback, Justin Fields, running around for seven seconds plus before he threw the ball. You can't do that to the secondary. And I think guys like Drake Jackson, who stumbled a lot, uh, lost his footing a lot last week, I don't think that's going to be the problem. So I want to see Drake Jackson get out there. And even though he's not a three-down player, big momentum-turning guy that could be huge this week. Limited snaps. I still only think he's going to get about 15 to 20. But those could be huge. We saw him coming out there in the NASCAR package opposite of Nick Bosa. I want more of that. That is so, so important to me because, again, we got lucky that he fell. I mean, that's just the reality at 61. You got him. That's awesome. Now use him. This is a game that just has Drake Jackson. I'm expecting him to get a hit on the quarterback. I'm expecting him to get a sack. I'm expecting him to be active in the backfield because, again, I think we finally get to implement and try to stay on schedule as a defense, which we did in the first half last uh, last week and dominated the game. The penalties bailed him out. Broken plays bailed him out. Rain bailed him out. I don't think the Seahawks are going to have all those advantages that the Bears have. Now, I do want to, again, just highlight this next week. Uh, we are going to be live on 49ers.com, baby. Uh, part of their 49ers Supporters Club, if you haven't joined them yet. That's going to be Tuesday, September 20th at noon Pacific time. Um, come join us. This is a dream come true for myself and really, really excited about that. Love that the 49ers reached out uh, and have recognized kind of what we built over here, which is really, really cool. Um, so come join us in that. Support us. And if you haven't signed up for their Supporters Club, go check it out, man. Go check it out. What's up, Juan Solace, the man? Can't wait to see the freak hunt on dry land. That's right, man. Uh, Drake Greenlaw. Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Drake Jackson. Uh, Drake Greenlaw is going to have a good game, too. He's CEO of Seattle, by the way. Uh, remember the games that he has had against this franchise. I think it's important. But, yes, getting to see Drake Jackson get out there, it's going to be big. I, I kind of feel like his unleashing party, right, right? Uh, kind of got literally rained on. It's coming. It's coming. And, you know, I, I, I'm totally with Casey. Again, shout out to Casey Lima. Uh, follow him at CaseInPoint24 on Twitter. At CaseInPoint24 on Twitter. He does great work. Appreciate what he does. And, man, we got to do this. And I'm so glad that we both agreed on these two. This is a big one. Number two. Without a doubt. The best player of the entire game, I don't care Bears, I don't care 49ers last week, I don't care offense, don't care defense, Talanoa Hufunga. He was the best player on the field. It wasn't even close. That dude put up a huge 
performance dominant all the way across the field. I think he had 11 tackles. He had a pass breakup. Uh, he had two tackles for loss, had an interception, had a quarterback hit. He was everywhere and on special teams. Like the dude just did it all, man. He did it everything. Now, can he keep that type of impact up? I don't think so. But what happens is, okay, you had one great game. Cool. Check. Mark that off. You put up back-to-back performances where you prove you're the guy without Jimmy Ward back there. Tayshawn Gibson played great last week, too. I'm not trying to put anything you know, against what he accomplished because he was great, too. But I want to see not necessarily the stats. Don't box score stat. And I, I share stats, and I think that they do show a lot. I want to continue to see Talanoa being around the ball, wherever the ball is. That's one of my favorite things about him at USC, and I hate USC. I can't stand him. I'm talking about back-to-back USC players over here. What's wrong with me? Uh, <laughs> anyway, I want to see what he's going to be able to do against some of these faster down-the-field receivers. He didn't really have that uh, last week um, with the Bears. And, you know, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, yeah. Those are some big-time speed, deep ball players. Now, what was the knock on Hufanga? Oh, great instincts. Yeah, great production. But the top-end speed's not there, and he struggles in pass pro. Well, uh, the 49ers had nine interceptions in the entire year last year. Now they got one thanks to this guy and a pass breakup. So can he continue that level on the back end in the passing game to stop these guys? That's what I want to see. Um, you know, last week, DK and Tyler Lockett had 10 catches, 64 yards, not a great kind of performance. If you can keep them anywhere near that 49ers are winning this game completely, but I want to see him make contested type plays against these wide receivers and Geno Smith. Everybody wants to talk about how great he was. You go watch that second half and you're just scratching your head the whole time. He was terrible in the second half. They put up no points in the entire second half. It was bad. Now, in the first half, yeah, sure, uh, they made some huge plays, and Geno was a part of that. They're going to have a huge completion percentage. That's part of it as well. But can Hufunga not get sucked up into those short, you know, double moves, uh, taking the candy and get beat deep? That's one of the things that I just really want to see. And it's, one, it's a giant key for the 49ers to have success and to get this W week two. But two, I just want to see it. I would love for us to establish another star on the defense. Now, are two games against two bad quarterbacks going to accomplish that? I don't think so. Uh, And I do like Justin Fields, but there's no way you watch that game thinking that that was a good performance. Did he have those, you know, two giant huge plays? Yes, that was incredible. But outside of those two plays, he was really bad, really, really bad. Uh, Geno Smith, I don't consider a good quarterback. I think that he might be a starting level quarterback, maybe around like 29, 30th in the NFL. And yeah, he might be able to scrape out some wins like we saw last week. But again, make no mistake, they didn't win that game because of Geno Smith. The Seahawks won that game for two reasons. Fumble on the one-yard line and fumble on the one-yard line. And they they got them both. They won by one point. You can't gift this team. You have to make Geno Smith beat you how do you do that not giving up gigantic busted plays like we saw the 49ers give up like we saw the denver broncos give up against seattle you got to stop that you got to make him beat you on schedule which i just don't think they're going to be able to do um josh i love this question does javon kinlaw dominate again if you watched any of our patreon breakdowns which man if you haven't yet i i just strongly recommend one it's the best way to support the show 
too. I don't think there's anybody else really offering this right now. Every offensive snap, every defensive snap, every special team snap from every single 49ers game broken down. Kinlaw was a beast nonstop. Blocked a kick, uh, sack early. Yeah, he hurt his ankle. It didn't it seem to affect him. Now, maybe his energy level was down. But that dude was dominant on the inside. Thank you, Josh, for recognizing that. And yeah, I do think so. This is not a good offensive line. It's not. And so, again, a big reason why you know we had Fred Warner on this list is because I think he's going to be able to hunt. I think he's going to be able to run around and kind of do all those things. And so that's why I think it's important. It, it, like, and yeah, so I do think that Ken Law is going to continue to be dominant. I hope that he continues to stay healthy. That's what I care most about, just because consistent play from him is what the 49ers need. Daryl, what's up, man? He says, hey, JC, much love, my brother. My question is, will D'Amico Ryan uh, rotate more players so the D doesn't get gassed? No, not everywhere. D-line, yes. Secondary, nope. Uh, linebackers, nope. D-line, that should be the case. Now, I will say this. You know, Jordan Willis, he didn't get one snap last week and then he got put on IR afterwards because the injury took place after you could make uh, the thing. Now you got Kimiko Toure who's being promoted to the active roster. So you have one extra defensive end out there. That's going to help out. I think that'll bump in carry Hyder some. So now you've got some more defensive tackle snaps as well. Yeah, I'm with you there. I did not like the rotation in the second half. I think he wanted to keep the starters out there a little too much. And I think it hurt us in the end. I really, really do. So, Several things. One, they've got to increase <laughs> their uh, stamina and all those things, but we've got bodies. Use the bodies. You kept that extra roster spot at uh, D-line. Use it. So, again, as far as rotation goes, linebackers, they're not changing. Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner are playing every single snap. Your outside corners, Charvarius Ward, Emmanuel Mosley, every single snap. Your two safeties, Tayshawn Gibson and Talano Ufunga, every single snap. Now your nickel guy, Sam Womack, he's going to be rotating in and out with Aziz. And then the defensive line, yeah, they're going to be rotating. Bosa will get the most snaps. Eric Armstead will get the most snaps. Everybody else will be in a different tier other than that. But, yeah. I want to see more. Um, I do want to see more rotation. I, I really think it's important. James, he says this, to be fair, one of those fumbles were on fourth down, just saying because uh, they do play solid defense, and they do play solid defense. That's their whole MO. Bend but don't break. Once you get in the red zone, tighten up. And, yeah, even if that fumble didn't happen on fourth and one by the Broncos, they would have got the ball to start their next drive on the one-yard line. But they recovered at like the 12, and then they had a little breathing room and were able to flip field position. I don't think that happens at the one-yard line. Like that fumble was huge, um, and it was so close. Yeah, so they would have been stopped even without the fumble, but you can't do that. Um, you cannot allow those things to kind of happen. It, it just it, it, it catches up to you. There, there's no doubt about it. Um, uh, here we go. Uh, Dale, he says this. Dale the GOAT. I like it. Who on the Seattle Seahawks O-line is their best? Well, Abraham Lucas, their rookie, scored the highest with a 71.6 grade. Uh, Gabe Jackson, I think Gabe Jackson's their best player. He's their right guard, but he's long in the tooth, but still, he's pretty damn good. There's no doubt about it. Uh, their center, Austin Blythe, was their worst scoring player. Their left guard, Phil Haynes, second lowest scoring. And Charles Cross, fourth lowest scoring on their entire team at left tackle. So again, you've got three duds as far as right now that could change. And you've got two solid players, Abraham Lucas, who was the third round pick at right tackle played much better. 
Um, so it's a bad offensive line, though. There's a big reason why Russell Wilson wanted out. That was one of them. Uh, there, there's, there's no doubt about it. So uh, it, it's we're going to see. We're going to see. Maurice, what's up? He says, still not sold on Lance. Changed my mind. Yeah, I don't think there's anything I could say, Maurice, uh, to change your mind. I, I don't think that's my job. I think you got to wait and let them develop. But week one should not have sold you or made you go against Trey Lance at all. I don't think that's what it is. I mean, you've got to give him time. He's still the youngest quarterback in the league. He's played three games. You got to wait. Um, the, the issue is, what's the ceiling look like? That's what's important. It's there. You're seeing the throws, the deep outside, the number throws connecting. He missed on that one big one. But on my channel just yesterday, I put together the top 15 plays using the coaching tape um, of Trey Lance week one. Go watch those. Um, if, if you want to be sold, go watch those. It's on our YouTube channel, and I put it up there for Patreon as well. Uh, it's both. I, I just wanted people to see. No commentary, just top 15 plays from the game. And you can see what he brings. It's just going to take time. It's going to take time. Um, does that mean I see the 49ers losing more games? No. It's just going to take time. I still believe in Trey Lance big time. The ceiling, the human being, the person, the awareness. One of the things that just continues to jump off, you know, in three starts, his awareness of the sticks in the game situation, it's pretty damn top-notch. It's pretty damn top-notch. So I love Trey. I believe in him. I believed in him before the Niners traded up. I believed in him after they traded up. I believed in him, you know, when they made the trade. It's just going to take time. And he's playing behind a not great offensive line. He needs help to get people to help him out. He needs Debo not to fumble inside, you know, the 10-yard line. He needs Debo not to drop passes when it's pouring down rain. He needs, you know, other players. Kyle Ustek had a drop pass. Mike McGlinchey getting a sack, knocking him out of, you know, um, field goal range. That's not the job of a 22-year-old quarterback to be the deliverer when you have all these all-pro players surrounding you. It's his job to get the ball out and allow them to make plays. But when they're not making plays, it's easy to sit back and go, oh, well, Trey Lance, yeah. No, no, that's not what it is. You've got to be able to get your stars to help, and that's what Shanahan's outlined. And so hopefully we see that. That's what we got to see. Oh, what's up, Fable? He says, are you wearing a Blockbuster video shirt? I sure am, baby. That's my childhood, man. Tell me there was not a better feeling than going to freaking Blockbuster and coming back with a game and a movie. You just knew that was going to be like one of the best weekends of the summer, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so that I'm a big blockbuster fan. I'm nostalgic, right? That's it's a big deal to me. Now, um, here we go. The last one, baby. Number one. Jeff Wilson Jr. This is time. Now there are two rookie running backs behind him with a lot of promise. I've been Team Mason for longer than I can remember. Ty Davis-Price, they spent a third-round pick on him. They like these players. However, Jeff Wilson is going to get every single opportunity to be the guy after Elijah Mitchell went down. Kenny sees that opportunity. You know, he, Mitchell's out for two months now, and Jeff Wilson's getting every opportunity you talk about Lance's scrambling ability, uh, his running ability, Debo, even Ayuk had an end around with Kyle Juszczyk back there too. You are getting all of the best running opportunities in the NFL. This is built 
for a running back to just be dominant. But when Elijah Mitchell went down last week, the, the running game stopped. He's got to show something. He's got to show something more than just blocking. He's got to show something more than just knowing where to line up. He only had, what, 2.4 yards per carry last week? That was trash. That was awful. It was the worst out of anybody on either team. He's got to show out. We've seen in the past, he's had some incredible games. Four touchdown game, or sorry, three touchdown game against Arizona. I mean, he's had some great games. In the 49, or the Seahawks D-line, they got some big boys. You know, they're doing the 3-4 this year. But get them outside. Do whatever you got to do. I need to see it. The number one thing I'm going to be watching on offense is going to be Jeff Wilson Jr. Because if he cannot seize this early, one of the rookie running backs is going to take it from him. There's no doubt about it. Or you're going to see Debo back there getting 12-plus carries a game, and nobody wants that. So the 49ers always want to run. It is the uh, piece that holds it all together, the keystone, right, or something along those lines that holds the entire offense together. And we have seen so much of the Shanahan, dad and son alike, find these guys, Jeff Wilson Jr., undrafted free agent, University of North Texas, the fighting green. Um, allow him to be the guy. If he wants it, it's a contract year. Go get it. Go get it. He's got every opportunity. He's got the skill set. Love who he is as a human. Love his work ethic. Everybody raves about this dude. I'm such a fan I just need to see explosion. I think that's a big deal because if he can't deliver explosive plays and he stays around that two to four yards per carry, I think one of those rookies are going to pass him. Um, and so this is his opportunity. I'm so pumped about this. So again, just want to say thank you to the man, Casey Lima, uh, who put these show notes together, did the research, did a hell of a job. want to thank you, our executive producers, James W., 49ers George 365. Uh, I am home this week, not going to be at the 49ers game. Uh, got some family stuff going on. But next week, we will be in Denver. So if you know anybody that is going out to Denver, man, we've got your weekend planned for you. Saturday with Navarro Bowman, 49ers rushroadtrip.com and then sunday we have one of the best tailgate things that could ever be planned really pumped about this 1 to 5 p.m unlimited drinks unlimited food djs raffles all that stuff uh, you guys know we give a lot of stuff away we're gonna be at tavoli brewing company um just right next to the stadium and walk over together um Look for the flag. You see the 49ers Rush Road Trip flag. You know people are having a good time. Come out. Have a good time with us. I'm so excited about this game. I have the 49ers winning. It's going to be nasty. It's a divisional game. It's not like they're just going to walk all over them. I don't see that. But I do have the 49ers winning. Just uploaded all my bets over on Patreon. So if you want to bet with us this week, I'm pretty excited about this week. I'm going a little heavier than I do most weeks because I feel very strong about a lot of matchups. Uh, those are over there. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. And until tomorrow, we'll be live right after the show. I'm so excited. Ah, Stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.